hungry. Hello, hungry people. It's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl, live from Hungryland with Jamie and Mikey. We're hey. here. Yay. How are you guys? <laughs> We're good. I'm good, too. Good. You guys look good today. Thanks. Huh. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Well, oh. it's an exciting episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is exciting. I mean, it's going to be a little bit different for us. Mm-hmm. This is an Ask Hungry Girl episode. So, you know, every week we beg people to call in with their questions. <laughs> they listened. <laughs> and they did listen. Like, over the weeks, we've gathered a bunch. There were mm-hmm. probably, what, like 35 or 40 calls About at that, least. yeah. Which I was impressed with. I was like, oh my gosh, let's listen to them. Yeah. I know that Mikey listens to them all the time. And what's the number people should call? They should call 805-380-8075. Okay, so we get calls, and sometimes we answer them um, in the show, but this entire show is going to be Ask Hungry Girl questions that you ask. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. We, we got did. it. Okay. <laughs> so the whole show is going to be questions you asked that uh, we're going to answer. So I'm excited about that. But just because it's a, a I always want to call them viewers. It's listeners. Mm-hmm. Just because it's listener asked, that doesn't mean that we don't have breaking chews, I'm assuming. Breaking chews. We do, we do. The Jolly Green Giant is going to sport a new look for the month of November. All right, you ready for this? What? Uh, the Gre- uh, Green Giant has announced a partnership with the Movember Foundation, a charity devoted to men's health issues like prostate and testicular cancer prevention and awareness, uh, mental health and suicide prevention as well. Um, so the Green Giant's going to be sporting a mustache. What? Yeah. Is it green? It's green. We'll show Do you your a picture. picture. Yeah, get, uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, there, you got it, Jamie? Okay, uh, but the Green Giant isn't the only one getting in the Movember spirit. Mr. Peanut, the planter's peanut mascot, and Mr. Monopoly will also be sporting the mustaches for Movember. Uh, just a quick note, Mr. Monopoly already has a mustache, but they're going to shave off his mustache. Oh, my God. And then it's going to grow back as the month goes along. That's weird. Yeah. That is weird. Um, and it's if a choice. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar with uh, the Movember campaign, the foundation is known for encouraging men to grow out a mustache during the month of November. Uh, the thinking is that mustaches tend to be a topic of conversation, so men can use these new mustaches to start conversations about healthy lifestyles, regular doctor visits, and more. Okay, I just looked at the picture of the green giant with the mustache. Uh-huh. He looks like Rip Taylor. Yeah. Like, I looked at that and I was like, oh, that's Rip Taylor. We've got to give him a He's, bag of green glitter and have him throw have it, him throw it all around. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. And I thought the peanut guy always did have a mustache. I thought so too, and then I Googled it and I didn't see a mustache. Well, then so. it fits him. He yeah. should just it keep does. it. Yeah. It goes with his monocle. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> the green giant was here at Hungryland. He yeah. had no mustache. Uh-uh. No. It was, it was October. Oh, so, we should have waited. I know. I just have to make a plea. Mike, please do not grow a mustache and shave your beard. Could I keep the beard but make the mustache thicker? So it's like... Uh, uh, no. No? No, okay. no, no. But should Let's I... Let's call it November well, for you. Let me, as in no mustache. I'll grow both, but I'll shave the beard and mustache now and then grow it no. as the month goes on. No? No. Okay. All right, let's jump in. Ask Hungry Hi, Lisa. My name is Excited Elaine from Brooklyn, New York. I'm calling because I just read the email about the Green Giant Cauliflower Pizzas. My question is, how do you store the leftover pizza if you only eat one quarter of it? Do you put it in the freezer, the refrigerator, wrap it in aluminum foil, put it in an airtight, airtight container? Help me, please. I'm really trying not to eat the whole thing. Have a great day. Bye. 
Oh, I first of all, I love that she says her name is Excited Elaine. Yeah. Was that her given? Was that her birth, her birth name? <laughs> excited uh, Elaine. First name know. excited, last name <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> She's very cute. Um, that's actually a good question. I also think that it's not realistic. Elaine, don't feel bad if you eat more than a quarter of the pizza. I know that we gave stats for a quarter of the pizza, but I would say it's fine even if you eat half the pizza. Um, and it's really low in calories. However, if you do have leftover pizza, which is a good thing, and you want to save it for a later time, the thing that I always do, I just wrap it in foil. So I will wrap them individually in foil and leave them in the fridge because I know they're going to be eaten within the next two days or so. However, if you want to put them in the freezer and you want to make them last for a month or two months, you can wrap them in foil and then just put them in a big Ziploc bag. And when you're ready to eat them, just whip it out of the freezer, pop it in the toaster oven or the the, the oven and just heat it up for about 10 or 12 minutes at probably 350 or so. Um... But it's easy to store it. It's not, it's not complicated. It's simple. And the good news is the cheese freezes nicely and it heats up nicely. And uh, just have fun with it. Don't stress about I it. I bet those edges crisp up really well on the toaster. They do. Especially, that's really, I'm glad you brought that up. Because when you heat it for like the last minute, put it on toast. Oh, and it gets nice yeah. and crispy and bubbles up. Well, I liked what you said about wrapping them individually, because if I put all three slices in one thing, I'm definitely going to eat all three slices at once. So it was a good idea. Wrap those individually, built-in portion control. Yeah, and then if you put them in a Ziploc, it'll stop the freezer burn. Mm. If you are going to freeze it, it'll stop the freezer burn for at least, you know, a few extra weeks, because there's nothing worse than when you heat something up that's been in the freezer and it tastes like the freezer. Mm -mm. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Bad news. Elaine, well, good luck with your pizza. And thanks for the question. Okay, ready for the next one. Hi, it's Abby from Florida. I'm listening to the 8020 podcast. Um, Lisa had mentioned healthy frozen foods that she always has in um, her home, but she didn't um, say what they were. So I don't know if they, she could, you know, tell us what they are. I actually look for healthy frozen foods all the time for, um, you know, quick meals, and I just haven't had a hard time finding them. Abby. You're in luck. Um, I I didn't realize I didn't tell you what the, the things were. It was a cliffhanger. Did I really just say Aww. I keep things frozen? But she, she keeps you on your toes. She sure did. And I'm glad that she called to remind us because I do. I keep a lot of things in the freezer, probably because I travel a lot. And I find that sometimes I buy things with good intentions that don't need to be frozen. And then they go bad. They get moldy or they get, if it's produce, it gets slimy. So the stuff that's in the freezer is a little bit easier. Um, and it lasts a little bit longer. So some of the favorite, my favorite things that I keep in the freezer that I always have, a lot of them are produce-based. And these days, I love the Green Giant veggie spirals. Mm. You, may have, you may recognize them from carrots. our daily emails. <laughs> yeah, the carrots, the mm-hmm. beets. The, zucchini. Yep, butternut squash and zucchini. Yeah. They come in four varieties. We all love them. And they're so easy and they're so delicious and you can eat the whole bag. That's the thing that I like about them. But also the Green Giant cauliflower rice and the rice medleys and a whole slew of things that are great meal starters that you could just pop out of the freezer and you throw it into your skillet and you feel like a chef because with a few extra added ingredients, you just feel like you've whipped together a gourmet meal. Like what? Like what? Well, what what are the, the extra ingredients? Yeah, besides the produce, what other well, staples? Okay. 
the sta- and some of the staples can be frozen too. So I keep chicken in the uh, freezer. But as far as what I throw into those frozen veggies, I I usually have pre cooked chicken because I'm that lazy. Mm-hmm. So I love the Trader Joe's pre cooked chicken and um, marinara sauce or different cheese sauces and lots of other veggies and spices. And it's just so easy. But I have to say, if you open my freezer, most of the stuff in it is from Trader Joe's. <sighs> And there's nothing more fun than walking up and down the aisles of Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. and seeing what's new in the freezer aisle. Like last week, I found these frozen root veggies that are already like sliced into French fry shapes. What? And it's a whole bag of root veggies. Oh my God, I love it. I know, I haven't made them yet. (gasps) But they look great. I know what we're doing later. (sighs) Yeah, you want to come over? Sure. It's French Fry Friday. French Friday. Yay. Can we go go swimming? With our what? French fries, well, they'll no, get after, soggy. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a warm day here today. I want to go swimming. If you come over and help us make the root veggies, okay, then you can swim in the pool. All right, thank you. Um, but also turkey burgers oh, and veggie yes. burger patties. Yes, I know, Jamie, you're big into those. You know, these days I'm more into the turkey patties and the chicken patties. I get yeah. the chicken patties at Costco. Don Lee. Mm-hmm. Don Lee makes the chicken patties. He does. Who's Don Lee? By himself. Just a guy named Don Lee. With How come he gets his name on the chicken patty because package? he has good patty forming hands. Yeah, they also have um, veggie patties too. <laughs> Wait, now I'm thinking about Don Lee forming the patties with his hands. They doesn't, he's not really his doing that. His hands are he? perfectly patty shaped. He just yeah. puts them together. And he's Edward Patty Hands. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the only problem is Costco doesn't have them all the time. I don't get it. I don't understand why things come and go at Costco and then... Well, this just, isn't going to make it any better. <laughs> well, that's true. You're no, right. So my advice is I always buy two. I was going to say buy like five, like yeah, stock up. Good idea. That's yeah. what I do with the gnocchi from mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. I just have bags and bags of it. What kind of gnocchi? Um, the cauliflower gnocchi. So oh, that's another yes. freezer staple because mm-hmm. um, I love it. And it tastes like you're eating real Italian pasta, potato pasta, but it's mostly cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the roasted corn from Trader Joe's. That's oh, yes. another must have. Because it's got like grill, yeah, little grill. It's all browned already. Yeah. Like it's been cooked on a grill. Mm-hmm. How brilliant is that? Yeah. Perfect. And they have, they have grilled cauliflower also. Yes. I bought that last week. Wow. So these are all things that if you keep it in the freezer, you pull it out, it feels like you're making a gourmet meal mm-hmm. in I, like two minutes. I love that you can microwave those veggies, but they taste like you grilled them or put them in a skillet. That's the whole point. I know. Who, but who, just, I know. No. No. I know. Yes. Expressing my admiration, yeah, and I'm expressing <laughs> your brilliance for pointing oh. it out. <laughs> it's true. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Trader Joe's just knows what they're doing. It's like they're they're just geniuses mm-hmm. behind some kind of a. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Who is Trader Joe? I imagine he has this booming voice, and he's behind a curtain. And he's coming up with all these clever ideas. <laughs> Do you think he will grow a mustache for Movember? Absolutely. <laughs> but Mike won't. No. I, I want to, but my wife won't let me. Nope. So. That's me, by the way. I, yeah. su- I support Jamie in this. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't look good with him. My dad had one. It was awful. Yeah, but you are, you're already ha- hairy. Like, you've got hair all over, <laughs> yeah, all over the, your face. It needs to be the full beard and mustache. So I right. don't think the mustache yeah. by itself, I'll look like creepy guy it's I all or nothing really like there's mustaches. no 80 20 with mike's face <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's the one place the 80 20 rule does not that's apply right. <laughs> all right uh, i hope we answered your question abby what's next hi this is liz from ohio i've been a loyal hungry girl subscriber since the very first email ever went out all those years ago i'm so excited that you guys are doing a podcast now So my question is, because you've been around for so many years with the Hungry Girl Empire, I was wondering 
what your process is when it comes to putting together the daily newsletters, picking a topic, picking a category, even for the podcast when you do the Food Fakers episode or, uh, you know, any of the other great episodes you've done already. Just what is your process? That's my question. Thanks. Thanks, Liz from Ohio. That's a good question. Actually, I've done, what, 12 book tours now, and probably at every book signing there's someone that says, hey, how do you guys come up with your recipe ideas, and what's the process, and what's it like to work at Hungryland? And um, people are often confused. Some people think we're like this huge corporation with like hundreds of employees, and some people think I'm just like a one-man show and I have a full-time job doing something completely different. <laughs> so they, it really runs the gamut. But mm-hmm. um, the truth is Hungryland has about like a dozen full-time employees, mm-hmm. and we work out of Woodland Hills, California. So if you ever are in the neighborhood, stop on by. Yeah. Am I going to regret saying that? Probably. All right, well, email us first. <laughs> um, but as far as the process for coming up with all of the content, and there is a lot of content. There's weekly content on people. Of course, the heart and soul of the business, the daily emails, tons of recipes, books, a Hungry Girl magazine, the podcast. And so the first thing we try to do is remain cutting edge. Like we like to be on top of what people are talking about when it comes to food. So that's something we're always thinking about. And also we are absolutely inspired by our fans. It's true. So we get a lot of emails. We read, you know, all the emails and see what people are talking about. And then we brainstorm. So there's probably about six of us involved in the creative and the development of all the content. And we will brainstorm based on the time of year and whether or not it's a holiday season or if it's National Zucchini Day or if it's Fried Foods Day. And we just try to tie it all together and make things fun and innovative. And we never run out of ideas. No, as long as there's fattening food, we'll keep making it over and giving you ideas. We're not so fattening. Yeah, that's true. As long as food, whatever people are talking about. And like sometimes we do create trends, Mm -hmm. which I love. But um, I really think Hungry Girl is about being relatable. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be too cutting edge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And basically that's our philosophy. But we want to feed hungry people the ideas and the healthy foods that they want to eat and still fit into their pants. That's the goal. It is. Pants fitting. Pants fitting. Does that cover it? What else? I mean, we brainstorm a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for the podcast, we, uh, the three of us sit in here and we brainstorm, uh, you know, what we should do next, you know, based on holidays, like you said, with, with the emails. And then you guys go off on tangents and I get really frustrated uh-huh. and I try and bring them back. Yeah. And we have this thing that sometimes we, we, we say too much in the meetings. And so we, we, I'll let them know about SFA. It's called Safe for Air. So everything that you hear, we're actually safe. We don't we don't talk about it. That's true. It, it, we don't. We, we try not to overplan. Mike yeah. tries to shut us up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. SFA. Yeah. SFA. SFA. Thank you, Mark Thompson. For that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what people also might be interested to know is how involved you are in like every single thing that comes out of this world. Like I could. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just guessing. I'm sure there are some other like celebrity chefs or like, you know people that run companies and they just let things go in and out and maybe they just put a stamp of approval but you are like intimately involved you taste and finalize and perfect every recipe and you know nothing comes out of our world that has not gotten lisa's taste bud approval well yeah so the the process for developing recipes is it's kind of complicated actually so we go back and forth on recipe ideas before they go into development and then we develop them on paper so there may be a few of us developing the recipes they cross you know, my desk and, you know, everything 
when it's thought of, it's always like, okay, we're going to do a uh, risotto, but the risotto is going to be made of cauliflower mm-hmm. and we're going to use this kind of cheese and this kind of protein. And then it goes into development on paper. And by the time it gets to the kitchen for mm-hmm. testing, it's been reviewed so many times. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then the, the kitchen testing process is the most fun, mm-hmm. you know, to just st- stand and tweak and make and remake. Um, but I think, Jamie, you were trying to say I'm a control freak. Yeah. Is that what you were Nicely, <laughs> nicely. And I don't think it's complicated. I think it's thorough and thoughtful. Well, it's important because I, ju- I take everything personally. I feel mm-hmm. like if our recipes don't taste good or even if I recommend a product mm-hmm. and people say they don't like it, I take it personally. Mm-hmm. I know you do. <laughs> it, which is kind of sad, but mm-hmm. it's true. It's because... Passionate. I, That's all it means. I know, but like... I don't know. We we are very careful about what we say tastes good. And mm-hmm. I want to believe that whatever I say tastes good does taste good. And same with the writing. I feel like I love writing and editing mm-hmm. a lot of the content. And I am involved in that as well. She's but, very um, punny. Chances are if you see a pun, <laughs> it may have come from Lisa's mouth. <laughs> it may. Or my, my fingers. There yes. <laughs> All right. What's next? Hi, Lisa. In a lot of your um, recipes, you call for ground beef, 4% fat or less. I can't find it anywhere. Is there a place that you go to find yours? Could you let me know on the podcast? My name is Terry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's just mail her some. (laughs) (laughs) Terry, that is a good question. I mean, we hear that all the time. In fact, a lot of times when I'm on a book tour, the food stylists will say, I couldn't find the beef. And is it okay for if in the segment we use beef that is a little bit higher in fat? And I say, usually it's fine for the segment. But when you're making it in your recipes, that can mean a lot of calories and a lot of calories from fat. So it's worth seeking out. So there are definitely places and and brands to look for. First, a great place to find the uh, 96% ground beef is at Target. And Laura's Lean is the brand that makes it that you can find there. It's a green package, right? It's mm, like that like think deep so. green package. She's on, and she her face is on the front. So Look for Laura. Yeah. Yep. Check out Laura. She's this attractive woman who loves cows. I mean, yeah, yes, loves, it is a green label with Laura. <laughs> who loves eating cows. She has um, a bob. She's got a bob. She's a brunette. Her name is not Bob. She just has a bob. And her, she, the, her stuff is also found at Ralph's, Vaughn's, and other Kroger stores. And you can also look at laurasleanbeef.com. Click on the store locator and find out where they sell the 96% fat-free. Um, Trader Joe's also has their version of it. It's Butcher Brand. Mm-hmm. And they definitely have a 96% fat-free. And Walmart has a store brand. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do we know the brand at Walmart? I don't think I think I don't even think it had a label. I was looking at it. It's just you'll just find it there. Find it at Walmart. And you could always ask your butcher Mm -hmm. because your butcher might be able to special order it Mm -hmm. or just arrange or maybe has some hiding in the back, Mm -hmm. a secret stash. But it's definitely worth seeking out because the stats are way better than if something is um, has a higher fat content. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what you said that um, made me think, you know, sometimes we say 4% or less, but another way to to call for it, which you might see on packaging is 96% fat free, like you said. So if you don't, you know, if you're looking for that 4% and you don't see it, look for the, look for the number 96. Yeah. Usually I do see 96. Isn't it always labeled 96? Or I don't is know. It we might have to change that. Cause... Well, it's good. So let's, let's give them tips. Yes. One, it could be called extra lean. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if something is called extra lean, that, not, not that will lean. tip you off. Right. Extra. And then 90, you can look for a 96% fat free or 4% fat. 
So those are the, the three key things to look for. Yeah. But you're right, maybe people are seeing and they don't mm-hmm. equate that the 4% yeah. is the same as the 96. As uh, long as it's not 96% fat. That's true. That uh, would be bad. A quick note, because I, I do our food shopping. Uh, Trader Joe's sometimes will not have the 96%. Like, I don't know if it sells out too fast or they just don't stock enough. So I would, like the, like the chicken uh, patties, I would buy a couple of them and freeze them. Good, Mike. Mike yeah. is good. He mm-hmm. does all the shopping. Yeah. That's yeah. adorable. And yeah. actually, another note. So one time they didn't have the 96%, so I got the 90%. The difference in fat is incredible. Like there was so much fat in the ninety percent. Like you can see it dripping out. And yes, it's, it's I would un- imagine that would be the case. That's a lot of fat. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but you think about. It, I mean, six percent, only six percent less or more, I guess. And you wouldn't think. I mean, to me, the my brain wouldn't think that. But it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a big difference. So it's worth looking for the right kind. Well, good luck, Terry. What's next? Hi, hungry girl. My name is Sharon. I'm calling from Buffalo, New York. And I'd like to know, my problem is this, I can diet safely during the week, but on weekends, I have a tendency to go out and eat in restaurants and whatnot with friends and socialize, and um, I just end up blowing my diet, and I have to start all over again. So this makes me a yo-yo dieter. And how can I prevent this? Please let me know. Thanks. Bye. Sharon, that's a really good question, actually. Mm -hmm. We actually have someone that will remain nameless on staff that has a similar issue with the weekends versus during the week. And it took a little while for me to wrap my brain around it. But I think the the number one issue, the underlying issue, is that people who suffer from this, and I, I hate to say suffer from this, but if she says she's yo-yoing, so she's negating all the hard work that she mm-hmm. puts into her week by having weekends where she goes off the rails, I feel like it's all about thinking of your eating and your diet as a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and not about being on a plan or off a plan. So I understand that there's no structure on the weekends Mm -hmm. and during the week it's easier to plan and you're thinking ahead and you're packing your lunches and you're meal prepping and you're not going out for brunch on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And when you're, you know, enjoying the weekend, there's happy hours, there's brunches out, there's restaurant visits. And that's a time that people sometimes think it's okay to not pay attention Mm -hmm. to what their normal habits are. So to me, it's all about changing the way you think about it. Like I go out to eat all the time. All Um, the time. All the time. And it's all about reading menus and seeing things versus not seeing things and not thinking about a weekend as a special occasion Mm -hmm. necessarily. Like I I joked the other day, I'm like, what, do do people think weekends are like vacations Mm -hmm. where it's just like throw throw in the towel and eat whatever you Mm -hmm. want? You really have to plan. At the end of the day, it's all about planning. So if you plan during the week, you have to plan your weekends. And if you know you're going to brunch or if you know you have a special dinner or if you have a, a wedding or something else that's something else that's going to take you to a place where there's a lot of food that's going to be tempting, think about it and plan your day around it so you don't go off the rails for the whole day. How would you plan your day around it? Well, if I knew I was going to a restaurant that I loved or if I'm going to a brunch, I'll think about, first of all, I always look at the menu mm-hmm. for the restaurant that I'm going to. It's fun anyway. Just it is Just to like fun. know what, what's going to be there. Isn't modern technology yeah. amazing that you can do that now? Yes. You know? Like think about 20, 30 years ago, you had to guess what was on the menu if you didn't know the restaurant already. I know. But sometimes if you get there and it's like a seasonal menu and the thing that you're really excited about is not on the menu, mm-hmm. then you're like upset about it. Yeah. But I, you just have to not go there. You have to think it's probably going to be there, but right. it may not be there. And mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world if it's not. But you can plan ahead in that way. And also if you know that you have like three important things, or when I say important, three tempting Mm -hmm. occasions over the weekend, 
you can plan the rest of your day. So if you know you're going to go out and have a few cocktails at night, maybe have a salad or a more reasonable lunch or think about the calories that you're eating the rest of the day. Maybe do an extra workout. But don't think of the day as uh, an entire throw-in-the-towel day from mm-hmm. morning till night. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, that's what helps me. Yeah. There are a couple things you've said that have helped me out. Um, one is, and I think it's when we were talking about travel, and you said, look, you know, when you go on vacation, what – you're not, it's not like you're not you anymore. What are you going to, you know, not be faithful to your husband or not be, you know, of course you're still, I swear this, this made more sense when you said it, but let me try and get it out. You, you know, you said you're still you. So it's like, you still can be on the weekend, somebody that looks for smart choices. And there's always a smarter choice. That's the other thing too. I used to be a black and white thinker and you can look at a menu. And even if you're not going to, you know, maybe at home you would have had, you know, steamed, vegetables and grilled chicken you don't have to have the fettuccine alfredo instead like you can find that middle ground middle ground and even if you did want some of the fettuccine alfredo it doesn't mean you have to have half of the bread basket Mm -hmm. or a piece of cheesecake along Mm -hmm. with it so it's just about um mixing and matching and giving and taking um but i know it's not easy Mm -mm. at all especially when they bring the bread basket out i know i eat the whole thing do you see i heard a stat once something like people take in five or six hundred calories worth of bread and butter before oh the meal. God. So that's not great. You yeah. know what else helps me too is like being accountable and making myself a priority. Like you can still go out and have fun and have a big full life, but still, you know, take care of yourself and, and make good choices. It's true. Okay, Sharon, I, we hope this helped. If it didn't, you should email us and let us know. Get back to us and let us know if anything really resonated with yeah, you. Yeah, we're with you. Any more questions? Just wondering if you could suggest a new meat tenderizer to pound out chicken breast in particular. Mine seems to shred my chicken if I pound too much, so I'm looking for a new one. Can you recommend one, please? Yes. Who was that masked woman? We don't know her name. No. Mysterious caller. She's Mysterious Marina (laughs) from Maryland who wants to pull, she wants to pound her poultry. That sounds dirty. Um, but yeah, she probably has a tenderizer that's got like the side with like the little spokes on them or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, it's like a weapon. It does. It, it, is a, it is a weapon. <laughs> but on Amazon, there's an OXO one that's really good and not too expensive. And there's it's, it has a smooth side. So that's great for poultry. And it's got that tenderizing side for tougher meats. I think it's definitely worth um, investing about $12, which is what it costs. Um, sometimes we just put plastic wrap over the chicken and use like soup cans. So I've done that. I do that on the show. I used to do that on the Hungry Girl show. I think I used soup cans. I remember you doing it and being like, whack, 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 like hitting it with it's, the soup can. Yeah, as long as you put a little layer of plastic yeah. wrap, it works. You got to use the plastic wrap. Yeah. But it's fun. Like, I, I don't know. It's like hitting a, a punching bag. It makes you get out your aggressions, right? <laughs> yeah. Better the chicken than a person. That's <laughs> for sure, Mike. Good. We've learned a good lesson here. There you go. Pulverize your meats, but not your friends. <laughs> right. Or husband. <laughs> okay. Words to live by. Should I like embroider that on a pillow? <laughs> yeah. Jamie makes beautiful handmade signs and coasters and things. That would be a great thing to put on one of your signs. Wait, say it again. What was it? Pulverize your meat, not your friends. Not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find your creations, by Coming the way? Coming soon to etsy.com slash shop slash handpainted home gifts. Yeah, if you want a, a holiday gift. 
It, we can't promise that that exact slogan is going to be on one I will of Jamie's. Custom, I will custom make that for anyone that emails me through Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> but your stuff is beautiful. Thank you. Okay. All right. What's up next? Hi, Lisa. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Mike. Mike, I thought I'd make your day by making this uh, message for you. Uh, anyways, I'm calling because I struggle with drinking all my water in a day. Um, or just getting in any water. I'm not a water lover. Are there other ways that I can get in my water, helpful ways? Um, maybe we could even do a podcast about it. That would be really fun. Um, thanks a lot, and keep on those podcasts every week. I absolutely look forward to them. I look forward to my walks on Fridays when I get my podcast and continue doing a great job. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. Bye. She called back after because she forgot to mention her name. But that's Melanie. And, I know yeah. it's Melanie. <laughs> so wait, here, before we even get into the answer, I want to talk a little about Melanie. Melanie, I think, is our number one podcast fan. Mm-hmm. She's a Hungry Girl subscriber and a fan from way back. I think I met her at a few book signings. But she's such a fan of the podcast. And she actually came to visit us yeah. in Hungryland. It was probably a couple weeks after she left that message. Yeah. So we met her in person. She was great. She's the best. Yeah. Awesome. We love Melanie. Like She, like clockwork, listens every single week when the podcasts are uploaded and she's always got great feedback and she's also a Weight Watchers leader. Oh, and I I remember she came with a list of questions and she was like, on episode number four, you said this. What exactly (laughs) did you mean by that? So I'm glad we get to answer yet another question. Yes. And you know what? I forgot to credit Melanie last week when I was talking about the sweet fish. Mm -hmm. She's the one that introduced me to the smart sweets, sweet fish. And they have changed my life. Which is gummy fish, right? They're, yeah, they're 80 sweet calories fish just sounds scary. I know, you're right. It sounds like an awful sushi restaurant. Yeah. But no, it's 80 calories a pack for their... Wait, what? There is a place called Sugar, sugar fish. fish. Yeah, that's true. And if they wanted to rip that off, like the wacky sweet pack fish. version yeah. of sweet fish. But no, the sweet fish are this incredible product, 80 calories. Anyway, Melanie is the one that introduced us. But Melanie needs help drinking water. Mm-hmm. And I I hear from a lot of people that they don't drink enough water. To me, the trick that works like a charm, if you actually just want to drink straight water, is to drink it at room temperature. Mm -hmm. That is the number one thing that works for me. If if you drink cold water, it's going to be harder to get down. So when I want to guzzle like two glasses at a time, I will use room temp water. A lot of the time these days I'm drinking Perrier. I know they say it's the same. I don't know that drinking flavored waters and drinking, you know, carbonated water is exactly the same. Experts say it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you... it's, it's a good way to supplement your water. Like maybe not your entire day's water is going to be sparkling, but mm-hmm. it'll help you hit that mark. That's true. That's true. And, and by the way, the rumors about sparkling water containing sodium are completely untrue. Do really? You know yeah, there's no sodium. Look at this. I think it isn't there something with a... Uh like club soda versus seltzer versus one of those. I don't know. But, but you're like, talking about just bubbly water. Bubbly water, no sodium. People always say, you drink a lot of Perrier. Isn't that a lot of sodium? And I'm like, no, there's zero. She's got a peach one in front of her. Yep. And How usually it's good. It's new. It's yeah. their new, I think, seasonal flavor. And I kind of like it. Cool. I like the regular. And plain. it's unsweetened. It's just zero calories. That's great. Zero everything. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. People say if you drink flavored sparkling water that's sweetened, to me that's just soda without color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's exactly the same thing, but if it's better than not drinking. It's true. So if you want to get it in that way, you can. But um, also like the true lemon and the true lime packets, mm-hmm. which are like basically just powdered natural fruit juice. Mm-hmm. It's just concentrate. 
you can just sprinkle a little of that into your water and that'll give it a little flavor. But to me, the number one thing to do is to drink your water out of a, I love the bottles. I like the ones that are about uh, 32 ounces, I think, maybe 28 ounces, mm-hmm. and room temp. And I just guzzle. And that's the way to do it. I don't know why I'm the opposite of you. I like to do really finely crushed ice. That is like, I'm so weird. That's like a treat to me is like, if I don't have crushed ice in the house, I'm cranky Jamie. Mm-hmm. But water with crushed ice, I can drink faster than really? ice. Yeah. So home. my tip is now useless no, to it's out of the audience. Different folks, different water. Different. She likes ice so much that if we're home for a full day, like on a Sunday or whatever, by 2 p.m., we have no more ice in the house. And in all fairness, if we go to sit down for dinner and there's no ice left for him, he will go out and get it for himself. So I am not the only one. Yeah, well, because I, I drink the true lemon with my with my meals, and um, if I don't, I can't I can't have it without ice. See, you're an ice enthusiast. Now too. I know what you guys need for your anniversary: <gasps> an ice maker, a pellet ice maker. Pellet. It's my dream. It's pellet my dream is, is pellet ice. Jamie loves ice. <laughs> it's it's cold, and the recipe for it is easy to make. Can I throw in one more thing? I like to put fruit in my water. Like you talked about the packets, but I even put like, and you don't even need one of those fancy infusers. You can just throw it in a pitcher. Um, Watermelon, you know, cantaloupe, strawberries, even a little mint in there. And it's like fancy spa water. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, You make a spa water at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fancy. I know, but it, you know, and then you can, if you do a giant pitcher at home and then you can just like fill your water bottle before you leave the house. Yum. Mm -hmm. It's good. Especially when people just don't like the taste of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Next question. Hi, Hungry Girl. This is Debbie from Southern California. I have a question. You and the crew talk about pasta swaps a lot and using zucchini noodles. My question is, what are some of the great innovative toppings to go on them without having to use traditional marinara? Thanks. Debbie's from Southern California. Yeah. Sounds like she's underwater. <laughs> we should have just invited her she's here. She's in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been easier to hear her if we just said, hey, Debbie, come on down to Hungryland. Um, that's a good question. Uh, we're always using uh, zucchini pasta mm-hmm. and all these produce-based pastas. And it could get a little boring if you mm-hmm. only use marinara. So there are definitely ways to zazzle up your veggie-based pasta. And one of my favorite things is to use laughing cow wedges. I know that's totally old-school Hungry Girl, like back from 2005. But I still love those cheese wedges. They're so good. And there's the an adorable best. cow on them. Oh, I remember there was a time when we were developing recipes here and every time we'd put together a recipe, I would taste it and I'm like, you know what it needs? A wedge of laughing cow. And so I, you, it just makes everything taste better. I and think that's another sign. Laughing cow makes everything better. better. There it is. You might have to get a, a permission to do that. if really? you're gonna, But maybe not. I don't know. Put a little cow I'll on it. I'll just say the... Uh the cackling cow, you know. You could say a laughing the cow. snickering, right, a laughing cow. Yeah. A cow that giggles. The snickering yeah. bovine. <laughs> Perfect. So um, laughing cow is great. If you want something that's more natural, go for just a light cream cheese. Mm-hmm. When you use the cheeses, I would add a lot of garlic, fresh garlic or garlic powder, salt and pepper, maybe a little bit of light butter. It's just so creamy and you get so much bang for your calorie buck Mm -hmm. and it works so well on the veggie noodles and another thing i like to do this is a a fun little idea it is along the lines of the marinara but i add a few spoonfuls of pumpkin Mm. canned pumpkin to the marinara especially this time of year yeah Yeah, and it gives it nice texture yeah really thick and it adds fiber 
Yeah. And with all the veggies, you're really getting loads of fiber. Um, but there's something that I really, really love. Lisa loves I'm glad that worked its, its way into the episode. But yeah, Amy's Chunky Tomato Bisque, which is like there, it's slightly creamy and it's mm-hmm. a soup. And on its own, it's a phenomenal soup. But to use it as a pasta topping or on chicken or when you're cooking, it's out of this world. It's a tiny bit sweet. It's a little bit creamy and the stats are great. So I would try that instead of traditional marinara. It tastes like it came from a restaurant. Like it's so good. Gourmet tasting. Yes. Can we Instapot that? Probably. Ooh. We just got an Instapot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you put like make like a shredded chicken? <gasps> that would be yummy. Yeah. Do yummies. the chicken first. Do the chicken breast in a little broth. Then take it out, shred it, and add the yeah. Amy's. Let's do that tonight for dinner. Okay. Done. Cool. All right. Any, any other questions? Hi, hungry girl. I'm a big fan of the Hungry Girl podcast, and I actually wish there were more episodes because I listen to them all right away. And I love the daily email, and I love the recipes. In fact, I just made the protein crepes today, and they were awesome. I have two things. First of all, I wanted to say hi to Mike because he's always asking for people to call. So, hi, Mike, and Hello. I hope he's running around the office right now screaming from excitement. <laughs> because he's got a caller. The second thing I wanted to ask about was saturated fat. Since that's not something that really comes up in um, discussions on Hunger Girl. But a lot of the snacks that are considered low-carb, low-sugar, high-end protein, relatively low in fat, sometimes have really high saturated fat. Does that Should that come into play in determining what a healthy snack or healthy food is? It's hard for me to tell because fat has been bad, and then it was good, and then it was bad again, and cardiologists always say it's bad. So what's your take on it? Thanks. First of all, how cute is she? I know. Adorbs. She loves you. I know. Jamie, watch I'm out. I'm a little jealous. Oh, <laughs> Where is she so from? Sweet. Did she say which, which city? Just in case. I don't even you don't need to know that, Mike. Name. <laughs> but she did send a picture. She's hot. <gasps> no, totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that's a good question. I hear that all the time about saturated fat. And as you know, I'm not a nutritional professional. I am not an RD. I am not a doctor. I am just hungry. But because I do watch my saturated fat because of my cholesterol, I know a little bit about this, and what I don't know, I always bug my friend, Dr. Robert J. Davis, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the healthy skeptic, the man with the soothing voice, <laughs> who unfortunately we don't have his voice in this Aww. episode, but we do have his knowledge. Do you want to do uh, his, your best impression? I can't. My husband can do a good impression of him, but I can't. But he always says that um, we should watch our saturated fat. The main reason is because it does raise cholesterol. So they do know that for sure. And and what she said was right. It's like the research is not um it's not conclusive about mm-hmm. saturated fat. And it is true that while we have gone back and forth on fat in general, like it being good for you and bad for you, I think consistently they have said to watch out for saturated fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So saturated fat is something to keep in mind. Um, you know, a lot of experts are saying that the whole link to saturated fat and heart disease is a little bit overblown, but I think it's a safe bet to mm-hmm. definitely watch saturated fat. If for no other reason, then you want to keep your cholesterol levels yeah. in check. So thanks for the question and thanks, Robert. Okay, wow, this episode is, is great. It's so fun. But uh, do we have time for one more question? We got one more. Hi, this is Amy from New Jersey. My mom and I are both big fans of the podcast. Thank you so much for putting broccoli slaw on my radar. Mix it with salsa. It's a great little side dish. The question I have is, do you have anything like simple like that, like two ingredients? I have dessert. Like I have a sweet tooth, and every time like you look for something, you just feel like, oh, that's too much. You know, 
brother who works at an ice cream place, so that's dangerous. So any help or any tips you guys could give me on a quick dessert to feel like that little, like, sweet tooth cravings would be helpful. Thanks, guys. Keep up the awesome work. Bye. Thanks, Amy. She's from Jersey, my favorite. I wonder if I know her. Yeah, Jamie's from Jersey. <laughs> you from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. I'm almost from New Jersey. Yeah, you're Jersey adjacent. Jersey adjacent, which is New York. Yes. Yeah. One time I heard, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. It was it was actually kind of cute and silly. If you're from New York, it's really silly. But I remember Tori Spelling was on the Howard Stern show. And he said, what's the capital of New York? And she said, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was funny. That's but, um, funny. you know, people, we all make mistakes. But Amy, a two-ingredient dessert is a good thing to look for. And I have to say, I don't have a lot of patience to make dessert either. So I'm glad that we come up with these little, what we call dessert couples. Um, the, the one thing I think you should always have in the house are those little phyllo shells. And you get them, we talk about them all the time, but you get them in the freezer section of your local market. And you can just put little tiny bits of deliciousness in them and <laughs> pop them in the oven and melt whatever it is in there and have the best dessert. So be it one Hershey's Kiss or a few M&Ms or a marshmallow and a couple of chocolate chips and a, you know, throw it in the oven. Sometimes we put a kiss and a raspberry on top Ooh, and throw fancy. it in the oven. Or we break up a, you know, we cut a Snickers bar into mm-hmm. tiny itty bitty nuggets and melt that into the phyllo shells. Those are all home run desserts. Same thing with wonton cups. Mm-hmm. Wonton cups is just, it's a little more work. Uh, you yeah. know, you have to like But it's really like meal prep. Them. Do it once and then just keep them around. True. And so, and they do stay like, so when I bake up wonton cups and keep them in like a Ziploc, they stay crunchy yeah. for a few days, especially if you throw them back in the oven. How, how do you to make, make a wonton you want. cup? You just throw them in the oven and I think it's at 375. You put them first in a muffin tray. Mm-hmm. So you spray a little muffin tray. Um, you set them in there so they're forming little cups and then you bake them for probably around uh, eight or ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they get crunchy and you can fill them with whatever the heck you want. But if that sounds complicated because Amy really seems to want simple, a couple more ideas. One, enlightened ice cream to me is like a home run because they have the best inclusions. I hate to use a technical (laughs) term. But the ice cream is loaded with stuff. Mix-ins. Yes. Although they're already mixed in, so I don't know if you would call them mix-ins. Well, that's why they're called inclusions. inclusions. That's the thing. So the inclusions are so delicious, and I especially like the marshmallow peanut butter. Mm. But if you take a little of that ice cream and put it on a little caramel rice cake or (gasps) the minis and make little itty-bitty sandwiches out of them. Yum. So good. And then... The lazy man's ice cream sundae or the lazy girl's ice cream sundae. I take their swirl bars. Mm -hmm. They have about 80 to 100 calories. And I pull them off the stick and I throw them in a mug and I use light whip topping on them. And it's like the best thing on earth. Can I tell you what I used to do as a kid? It's like really, it's shameful for someone that works at Hungry Girl right now. Tell me. Actually, it probably wasn't that fattening. I would take the like sugar-free fudgesicles. And I would take a knife and peanut butter and I would spread peanut butter on it. <laughs> That's awesome. And then on top of that, I would put whipped cream, um, like, like cool whip free, you know, like, and they would both get like hard and cold from the inside. And then I would eat that. It was so good. That sounds yummy. But yeah. if you do that now without the peanut butter, it's not so bad. You can't leave out the peanut butter. <laughs> okay. Maybe well, you can if you're butter. trying to save 200 calories, <laughs> but it sounds delicious because but the thing is, the enlightened peanut butter already has oh, that yes, peanut butter. Perfect. Even the bar, the peanut butter swirl bars, yeah. so good. And the salted caramel bar, 
so delicious. Take Lisa's advice, not mine. <laughs> I can't I imagine. Was a, I, you was doing that, Jamie. I was a chunkster. I was a chunkster. I don't I still don't believe it. Neither do I. I don't we don't there's no real photos to no, back this up. I've never seen a picture. There's no I evidence. Couldn't, I couldn't make that up. <laughs> I've seen one photo of you where your cheeks look slightly larger, oh, but that's it. Okay, wait, there's one more little tip. Go. So this is just a good one. I brought this on the Dr. Oz show like a million years ago. But if you chop up an apple, put it in a mug, throw about a handful, maybe 10 or 12 Red Hots, you know, those candies, in with the apple and throw it in the microwave for a few minutes and like stir and keep looking at it and see what the texture of the apple is. You're making like a Red Hot apple pie gooey apple pie center in a mug. I think this might be the smartest thing you've ever come up with. It's so good and if you want to take it the extra mile like if you really only want two ingredients those ingredients work but if you put a little crushed graham cracker on it and a little bit of like light whip topping it's through the roof or even ice cream i love how like the the candy coating gets all over the apples and gets like really soft and it really tastes like pie filling and like it's cinnamon flavored you know and just a little heat it fully melts and gets gooey it's just brilliant yeah I can't even believe it. We're going to have them at our pool party at your house later <laughs> <Tonight>. today. <laughs> Good. I've, now I feel like I have to have the pool party. I know. See what I've done? You've created a <laughs> monster. We've had cold nights, though, so we might have to leave work early. <laughs> now he wants to get out of work early. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Just saying. I'm got totally down to like, falling for this. It I'm got like down to 59 degrees or something last night. So we have to make sure we're there when the sun's still up. Okay, no. check out when the sun's setting. He tonight. has a we'll few go. admirers call in and he gets cocky. <laughs> it's going to his head. Yep. All right, well, if you want to talk to Mike, you're not going to be able to talk to him, but if you want to talk at Mike. Maybe one ha- day I'll activate the phone so it doesn't go right to voicemail and I'll pick it up. Oh, yeah. good. Well, what's the number where they could reach you? It's 805-380-8075. That's 805-380-8075. Okay, you can send your questions there. You can email us at either suggest at hungry-girl.com or podcast at hungry-girl.com. You need to sign up for the daily emails if you don't already get them, which you absolutely should. Um, You should review the podcast, tell your friends about it. Um, If you want to review the podcast, you can do that on iTunes. If you want to tell your friends about it, you can just call them on the phone or Mm -hmm. send them an email or a text, however you normally communicate with your friends. And you could visit us on Facebook. Where else can they find us? Did we talk about the community? Oh, talk a little about the community. The Facebook community. It's called What's Chewing. It is my favorite place on the internet. Everyone is so supportive. It's just like fan run. They all just weigh in with their favorite tips and tricks and they, you know, they make recipes and share recipes and weight loss support. It's awesome. There's like over 30,000 oh people. God, it keeps like wow. growing it's every over, day. It's growing. There'll be like a thousand new members every other day. It's I great. love it. It's great. It's good. So people should join and um, stay in touch and yeah. we hope you're loving the podcast I feel like we should do this like every once in a while we should do one where we just answer questions keep I the questions so coming too. keep the questions coming that's a great idea and also if you want to see more information about everything that we talked about in this episode or in the other episodes you can go to the podcast page which is hungry-girl.com slash foodcast mm-hmm. right we put yep. up pretty fun show pages we do yeah they're cool good alright well thank you so much for tuning in we hope you have a fantastic week I'm Lisa Lillian signing off from Hungryland. This is so sad. No, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back in a week. Yep. Till next time, chew the right thing. <laughs>